0: Yes, welcome everyone. This is the full 10 yards at betting podcast. I hope you're doing very well and I hope you're ready for the new season. Of course, the season was, uh, dare I say, it was an odds-on shot not to go ahead uh, considering the the fate of some of the other. Another sport that have been going on over the last couple of months, but lo and behold, it's one favourite that we do enjoy seeing get beat, and uh, yeah, to the delight of all NFL, NFL fans around the world. The next 21 Sundays or so, I thought oh, that was a rough estimation in my, in my head just before we came on, 21 Sundays ahead of us uh, to all uh, hopefully make a, a, a little bit of cash, uh, as we like to say on the, the podcast, but join me as you can see, we're in his Bengals gear, kitted out for the occasion. Uh, it's an anti-post betting uh, podcast. Who um, day, Adam? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well, mate. Yeah, very much looking forward to this time next Sunday when I'll be uh, getting together to roast dinner, ready for my reward of watching seven hours of uh, advert-free football in the evening.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a, been a long time coming, let it's say. So, probably been uh, exacerbated a little bit by the, the world pandemic but uh, we won't be talking about any of that on the, the podcast but like I say yeah next 21 weeks or so we'll be coming to you both through the ears and if you're listening if, you, if you're watching on YouTube as well hello welcome to you but yeah we'll be doing a short podcasts every week uh hopefully coming up every Saturday evening maybe Sunday morning depending on the lines depending on the bookies because obviously you know it depends when the bookies get out of you price these things up as well but no such problems for today's podcast uh, we're going to be looking at some anti-post markets so we're going to be looking at everything from the Super Bowl to right through to MVP, some request to bets as well, and a little sneak preview, obviously, because the next time you will hear us will be after week one, the opening game kickoff uh, has been and played. So, um, the Kansas City Chiefs Houston Texas game will do a little gloss over for that as well. But, um, I suppose Adam, uh, the big news that obviously from, from the full 10 yards over the off season is that we'll see the culmination of all our hard work in the uh, the full 10 yard season guide in all its glory. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, 130 pages of NFL goodness, of which uh, Adam, you are you appear pretty much uh, dare I say on average one one every three pages, once every three pages. So uh, with your, with
1: your
0: <laughs> <That> <laughs> with always your, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um but, well, as I say, you get a plug every three pages. I mean, what more can you want? Yeah. You're to see a bit more, a bit more of Adam's work. Obviously, it's the, the Las Vegas right pages. It's, uh, it's Adam's good work. But uh, yeah, obviously, you you gave us the best bet for 30, each of the 32 teams. Um, what, what would you say is your, for someone that maybe is flicking through, what would you say is your best best bet of the, of the 32 or maybe a couple?
1: Um, yeah, I've got, I've got a couple. One of them involves uh, Mr Burrow, uh, number nine. Uh, over 21 and a half touchdowns thrown this year. That's um, 20 to 21 on 888. Um, I think that one's pretty damn good. I've been more been thinking about it. Apparently, the Bengals run the 10th most plays. Um, they should be pretty quick this year. The defense is going to improve, but probably not be brilliant again. And the offense is really good. We've got a really good offensive lineup. So I think getting one and a half touchdowns per game, I think he should be able to do that. Um, also, one I didn't write for there, but related to it, you can get 11 to 4 on him breaking the rookie touchdown record, which is 27. Um, so yeah, 11 to 4 on that. And then my other one, being a non homer pick, is uh, DK Metcalf. Over 850 and a half receiving yards. That was uh, five to six. Also on 888 for the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, but there you go. Yeah, and as I say, just a, a quick plug. If you haven't seen it, you can get the PDF version as well on the website forward slash shop It's still available on Amazon. The Amazon ones uh, came out really well. Actually, uh, I bought from a couple of different, uh, a couple of different providers because they had different different shipping times. But yeah, the Amazon one is really much uh, worth the, worth the purchase. Uh, and uh, number one at the moment, I hear. I mean, where it was i don't know what it is now but uh certainly had enough uh, people probably coming... still <laughs> yeah i don't know how competitive the american football book selling market is but uh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's been a, a, a long couple of months putting some, some stuff into that and uh yeah um pretty much going to do one i uh, hope to do one next year as well so learned a lot and uh, make sure we keep costs down and what content we want in there and what took ages and what's going to be scrapped immediately for <laughs> for next year but luckily to uh, adam your your, yeah. your section's going to definitely stay in for, for next year so you you still, you still, you still want.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend like I did tons and tons of work for you. I filled in about two hours worth of research and let you do all the rest. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna claim that I did loads for the book. I know how many hours you guys put in, and it was, it was ridiculous. So, yeah, fair play, mate. It's, it's a very, very tidy um, piece of kit.
0: Mm. Anyone, anyone did buy it? Any feedback? Obviously, we'd love to hear anyone's thoughts that support it. And uh, had a few, a few uh, bits of advice for for next year. Uh, so thank you to those that that did. So you can get us on, on Twitter at Full Ten Yards. Uh, we have a variety of other 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 ones as well. But uh, contact at Full Ten yardscom is the uh, web is the email address if you want to get in touch with us a bit more personally rather than tweeting or if you're not if you're not on Twitter there there are a few people of, that are out there that aren't but they uh, very few and far between. Adam, just where obviously yeah, you you've been with us for for a while now and obviously people that watch this podcast probably know where. Where you are and who to do but uh where to go but do you want to give us your your twitter and your and your social media and your website
1: yep you can find me at touchdown tips on twitter and tdtips.com or touchdowntips.com on the web
0: There go, and so it'll be in front of your in your screens if you are watching on the youtube anyway let's get into it then today's show like i say is anti-post betting we're going to be covering a whole host of anti-post uh anti-post markets so hopefully um, you've obviously got your own opinions as well, but mate, hopefully we can uh, we can give you a bit of uh, a bit of advice as well. But Adam, let's start off then with uh, the one, the big Vince Lombardi Trophy, the biggest one of them all. Super Bowl betting. What are you liking? What are the uh, what, what are the odds telling you?
1: Um, yeah, I can't really see past the Chiefs again. To be honest, I think the AFC is quite top heavy. It's probably the Chiefs or the Ravens. Obviously, there's going to be a few outside shots, but I said last year this could be a, the beginning of a dynasty and. Uh, at Arrowhead, and I don't see why it won't be. Obviously, Mr. Mahomes signed his 10 year, half a billion dollar deal in the summer, which is uh, rather nice. He's got, I think they've got 18 of 22 starting players back. Andy Reed is brilliant. I, I don't see really anyone kind of slowing them down. Um, I would imagine the Ravens should win the AFC North again, so that's going to put them there or thereabouts. But obviously, this year is a little bit different with the bye week. Um, first seed is going to be sitting pretty with the bye week. Um, the Outsiders, uh, possibly the Steelers. I know everyone, I've heard a lot of hype on them. It hurts to say it, but um, for me, I can't trust Big Ben. I don't think Juju's a one, so I'm not sure they're they're going to be there. Uh, the Pats, the Bills, the Colts. Um, I don't think any of them are good enough to challenge the Chiefs, frankly. Um, the Colts, possibly, if it all goes well. They've got the offensive line. They've got the RBs. They've got possibly a decent QB for this year. I'm not, not entirely sure. I do like Phil Rivers, but... I don't know. Um, and they've got the easiest schedule by some way. So they should be able to at least win the AFC South and get a decent seeding for the playoffs. But again, I don't think they're good enough to, to fight with the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. NFC is a lot tougher. There's a, it's a very split um, conference, to be honest. You've got the Saints at the top, um, 49ers, Seahawks, Bucks, all, all, all up there and all looking all right for this year. It's going to be a lot more competitive, I think, than the AFC. Um, which makes it really difficult uh, mm. to pick one. And unfortunately, I might have to go with the Cowboys. They, mm. They've they just got <laughs> – they're just set up really nicely, um, apart from the defence. And they obviously brought in Everson Griffin to help with the pass rush, which is going to be uh, – I think that could be a very good signing because the secondary isn't that great, so you need to get rush up front to mm. try and force that. But offensively, you can't think of many better teams in the league so. So Ooh. as long as always Jarwin does his job well, He's, he adds a fourth or fifth passing option there. They they, they look very good in, in that division. The Eagles have obviously been hit with injuries again. The NFC North, I don't think any of them are good enough. NFC West is between, well, it could be any four of them uh, winning that division. Um, and then the NFC South, obviously the Saints, Saints Bucks. the Saints always find a way of messing it up. The books, I think, are overhyped. I'm not, I'm not buying it at a moment. So for me, I think it's probably going to be the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, a couple of minutes in, we've already, already hyped up a couple, uh, Bengals, a uh, Bengals bet, a Cowboys, uh, Cowboys back. But, but yeah, no, I, I certainly think, <laughs> um, you mentioned the point there about the the, the, the number one seed having, uh, they're probably a lot more advantage uh, than most other years, because they're the only team that get they do get the bye week um, in, in the postseason. So, I think I think because of that, you have to look at a team that is in a weak division because then that's five or six easy wins to even to even start um, to, to even start the conversation. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I certainly agree. San Francisco, um, I mean, their wide receivers are dropping like flies. So it'd be interesting to see how, how their offense starts uh, off the ground. And let's say they're in a division that where there's no hiding place. like you say we'll get to the divisions in a minute because the NFC West is is a really interesting one. Um, I agree with you on the AFC side. I think it's obviously Kansas City, Baltimore, but that's what that's what you're paying for in the odds. Um, mm. as, far as you mentioned the Titans. Obviously, uh, recent Jade, uh, on Clowney uh, signed as well. They've got a stacked defense, uh, which complements the, the run game that they had that was, worked so effectively last year. Uh, Jessica obviously came up against the short against the against the who it up against Chiefs, wasn't it? Um, Chiefs, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Titans at the price is what I think I've got 40 to 1 down here, maybe 33 is generally, I, I suppose. Uh, I didn't think it was the worst bit in the world if you go each way. Uh, and I say we'll, we'll come to the AFC and AFC shortly. I mean, we might, we might as well bring those in now because obviously that makes up the Super Bowl. But um, obviously, we, we do give a bit of advice every year when you do place kind of enter post betting on, on the Super Bowl. Obviously, name the finalists uh, is, is the market, Adam, that, that you can bet on. But uh, what, what's the bit, one bit of advice we tell everyone on this podcast?
1: Yep, don't follow what the bookies tell you to follow. Back back the AFC winner and back the NFC winner. Um for example, you can go for the Bucks versus Patriots. On, that's sixty to one on Lad Books for that matchup. But if you do AFC winner and NFC winner on eight eight eight, there's a hundred and ten to one. It's nearly nearly double the odds. Mm. Um uh, my one choose three cowboys is 30, 35 to one from three six five um for um, selecting AFC and NFC winner, and I think it's probably around twenties for doing what they suggest.
0: Yeah, there should not be. It should not be one pound matched on that market whatsoever. They should not no. be. They should not be doing it. But uh, hopefully, um, if you if you weren't aware of that last season, you are now aware of it, and uh, you are very welcome. You are very welcome. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, like like I said last year when we did the the equivalent podcast last year, I always like to pick two from each. Um, and then kind of do cross doubles, which is four bets because you 've obviously got two two times two selections, uh, so four different combinations there um, so the, the two the two from each uh, conference i 've gone for this year, I think uh, Dallas I'd say Dallas are a decent price. Um, <clears throat> They've about eight, seven, fifteen to two. I think I, I looked last twenty four hours or so. And uh, New Orleans, I, I've coupled with them as well. And then on the AFC side, yeah, I'm just I'm happy to put Casey uh, and Baltimore in on those. And I'll be say so I'll be very surprised if at least one of those aren't even contesting it, the, the championship game. But uh, I think what, what one one thing I, I do quite like about the fact that Kansas City and Baltimore is kind of two versus the field. It's not so you know in previous years it's always been lopsided with the New England Patriots, has not it? Where they're short, and then everyone else is big. But it, I think it helps if you are so, for someone like me that does a two by two uh, in, in cross doubles to have Kansas City and Baltimore, you know, respected just as much as each other. Kind of brings the prices for both a bit more even keel. So you do eke out. So there I say a bit a bit of value for for having both of those in? What do you make of bit
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, just looking now, you've got the Chiefs at six to one, the Ravens at seven to one, and then the Patriots are the next um, next lowest priced AFC team at twenty five to one. So like you said, there's um, a big, big difference in them. And it does it does make your tactic of doing the doubles um, make sense, really, because you, you, if you think you're guaranteed one of them, you may as well go for a, a safer and a kind of longer shot on the NFC side of it all.
0: Yeah. I mean, not, not that I've hit one of these in, in a few years, but <laughs> we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. But, you yeah, know, for, just for the AFC prices, Kansas City and Baltimore around about three to one, uh, eleven to four, maybe seven, maybe seven to two if you're lucky in, in, in spots and then uh Dallas Cowboys if I just get in front I'm in front of me, Dallas Cowboys uh, is fifteen to two, uh New Orleans Saints six is thirteen to two in places as, as well. So um yeah, I mean decent decent odds. I mean even a pound is, is four pound total stake and then uh, so you're getting that back. So you essentially it's a or on anyone in the NFC that you wanna put you wanna put on. So um that's something yeah. I, I think we're doing. I don't know if anyone else out there that listening or, or, or watching uh, also likes to likes to do that as well. But uh Okay, let's move on then to the divisions. Like I say, there are um there are lots of you that love to do divisional hackers because you've got eight selections and you're guaranteed at least a well, I, I assume you even if you picked all the favourites, you've got you've got a triple figure a triple figure accumulator. Uh, Adam, any what's, what's your what's your favorite uh your favorite divisional bet this, this year? Just just if you were just doing a single?
1: Um it'd probably be the Bills, to be honest. It's either the Bills or the Colts because they're both plus money. Mm. Um, in their divisions and I think they're probably the favourites on both um, you can get plus uh, I think Bills are actually the second favourites behind um, the Patriots in the AFC East um, which I'm surprised at uh, and the Colts um, are just over even money I think in the South probably even better now with um, Clowney going to the Titans as you said um, that might have pump, uh, pushed them out a little bit so yeah one of, one of them two is probably the best if you want a single on them mm.
0: Yeah, and no, it's also quite um, quite strange that this year there's only two. There's only actually two teams. Uh, no prizes for guessing which ones. Two teams that are robbed on to win the division. Uh, obviously Baltimore and Kansas, so um I think even more so than than most years, you're going to get a, a, a nice juicy. Even if you do maybe five or six, and then maybe if there's a couple of divisions you even want to miss, you probably still do five, four or five or six uh, in a, in the an accumulator and, and get decent odds for those. So yeah, get, get in touch with us at 14 Ten Yards on Twitter and, and Touchdown Tips, and uh, show show us what betting's bets you've done for for divisions because I know it's something that a lot of people like to do and just pile on the six of eight teams and. Uh, and then watch it crash and burn <laughs> within after week one, of, week one of the season. Um, but there we go. Um, any just uh, just uh, before we move on from the divisional uh, side things, and say these uh, divisions will all scroll through in front of your, your screens as well if you're watching on the YouTube. Any any do you, any any rank outsiders that you like? You know, maybe teams that are you know ranked fourth in the betting for the respective divisions that you like to maybe to, to, to cause a surprise because you know it happens um, every every yeah. so often that someone goes from from last to first. So.
1: Yeah, last to first. You're probably looking at the Lions or the Cardinals. Um, I can't see, can't see most of the other ones going last to first. But the Lions are around six and a half to one. I think they, they were anyway. I know that they've been backed quite a lot recently because um, I know full well from doing my NFC North preview that you look around and there's there's big weaknesses in every team in that division. Um, the Lions' defense isn't great, but their offense is probably the best in that. Out of those four teams, and yeah, uh, you can get thirteen to two. And the Lions and then the Cardinals, obviously they, they they actually did pretty well for a rookie coach and um a rookie quarterback last year. Um so you're looking you're looking still at eight to one for them to win the NFC West. And as we said, that division is really difficult. Um they obviously they picked up Isaiah Simmons, they obviously got DeAndre Hopkins, so they can do four wide, which is what they did more, well, a heck of a lot more than anyone else last season, but they've got more talent for it this year. Uh, another year of Kyler Murray in the system. I think that again, seven to one is probably best value out of the four teams in that division.
0: Yeah, no, I, I certainly agree. I'd, I'd certainly think that, uh, I'd say, they were they were double digits um, when we when we did this podcast a couple of months ago, uh, I think ten ten eleven to one or something. But uh, I certainly think, as a rank outsider, you can do a lot worse than, than Arizona Cardinals. The other one I'd like to put out there is a bit probably a bit left field, but Denver Broncos could be uh, could be a surprise if that on offense uh, gets going under under Drew Lock, and they've already got a decent decent enough defense uh, with a defensive minded coach in Vic Fangio. So I know Kansas City too. So in the uh, in division, of what? they one to four, one to two, or something stupid like that. But um, yeah, I, I think at double digit odds, or teetering around that, I think you can do do a lot worse. And say it's just one where you can stick a fiver on it. Watch it if it comes in, great. Um Obviously, there might be one for to to make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, no, I quite like the Denver. Denver for the AFC, uh, and uh, the Cardinals for the AFC uh, NFC for me as well. So. Moving on then to the next one, team win totals. I know you love you love this market. Um, I've I've not really gotten into it over 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 the summer for the, for this season. I'll maybe have a look and it just it's a bit of annoying when you can't do uh, do accumulators on these. But I can see why the, yeah. bookies, the bookies don't want to do that. And but you know, ten to eleven on an anti anti-post uh, bet, you know, he's not. Well, I mean, what are you going to put in? Fifty-five quid, and then that's what most people's money gone already. So, um, not yeah, not something, not something that I like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I mean, previous seasons I've been able to do a few a few um a few trebles, fours and fours and fives or, or whatever. But so yeah, not not really much during this season. So not really too much of interest from, from my personal perspective. If anything any if anyone out there though, Adam, that do, does like this bet and likes to maybe pick a couple, any that any that you particularly like?
1: Yeah, I mentioned one of them already, the Lions in the NFC North. Uh, you can get over six and a half of them. I, I think that they could probably split the division. So that's three already and then from what I remember, they've got a fairly easy schedule for this year. Um, yeah, the, so the Lions up there, are um, probably like the Bears under as well as a kind of counteraction for the Lions. Um, but probably the best one I've got now is the Giants under six. Um, having a look at their schedule, it's it's horrible, frankly. Um, they don't have an easy game until about halfway through the season. They've got the Steelers, Bears, 49ers, Rams, Cowboys, uh, then the Redskins in week six. Eagles, Tampa Bay, Redskins again, Eagles. It's That's up until their bye week in week 11. Mm. Um, so I can see them probably only winning one or two of the first 10 games. And then after that, Bengals, Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. Like, I don't see how they're going to get to seven wins there. So I think at worst, you're going to get a push on the Giants um, under six.
0: Mm. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and I say, I say with the uh, the outside of the divisions, like I tend to like Arizona, it was at seven, uh, I thought that was quite high. I, I, I think getting a, uh, a five hundred record or eight and eight, however you want to put it, I think is is well on the radar for for, for the Cardinals. Uh, I think you're paying the juice a little bit over there for the over, but uh, yeah, I mean if you, even seven and a half, maybe if they then become uh, a pick, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. Uh, one market I do like getting involved with yeah. is the uh, is the passing passing leaders, the rushing leaders, and the receiving leaders. Adam, um, tell, talk us talk us through the passing leaders. Anything anything you like standing out there?
1: Um again <laughs> I'm getting um a bit of a broken record on the lines here. Matthew Stafford, obviously. Um at the odds that he's at. He's um he was on target for nearly five thousand yards last year before injury. Yeah. Uh, you can get sixteen to one on him, I believe. I think yeah. he's still around there. Yeah. Um Matt Ryan will always be up there. Um their defense hasn't been really good enough, so he normally has to throw quite a lot. So you know he's gonna be up and around there. Um and then Kyler Murray, um, again, as we said with the Cardinals, I think they're going to be pretty good this year. They're going to go four wide, so there are going to be a lot of points in their games. Um, and he's 25-1 to one for passing leaders. Other than that, you obviously Dak is one that I think you'll probably mention in a minute, just because defence isn't great. Offence is on paper very good, but 7-1, to one, second favour, I probably won't. Um, I would have liked to get some kind of each-way action on these, yeah, but I, no, I ones, yeah, no one's offering it.
0: No, I know they, they normally do like doing like a quarter, one, two, three, four or something like that. Mm. But um, yeah, maybe they've uh, lost a bit of money last season or, or something like that and get done by uh, some, some bigger prices. But yeah, I, I certainly agree. Just look through the betting. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the jolly at uh, 92. Dad got sevens. Matt Ryan, eights. Tom Brady, tens I thought was quite interesting but, uh, and set, uh, steer clear for me. Uh, Jared Goff, twelves. Philip Rivers, no twelves. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Drew Brees, 16s, and say with uh, with Matthew Stafford, the two I did write down. One was Matthew Stafford, uh, and Dak Prescott was obviously for the 7s as well. Like you say, anyone anyone with a a, a decent offense and a, a decent caliber quarterback, um, don't don't insert your Dak Prescott jokes here. But um, coupled with uh, a really a, a, a below average defense, shall we say? Uh, although I do I do think the Dallas Cowboys defense will be a, a, okay this season. Um, and say for, for Dak Prescott, he, he came second last year, didn't he? I think or um, yeah. Who's there? There, thereabouts. So um, obviously, you're not getting the same price as you as you, as you did last season. It would be easy double digits. Um, but yeah, I, I think seven to one. Uh, I don't see any reason why he will be too far away from from his what his four four thousand nine hundred yard uh, season he, he had last season. And like you say, Matthew Stafford, talented. Obviously, had injury issues, but he's got the weapons. Uh, he's got the running game now. Of Adrian Peterson, who's recently signed, um, yeah. <laughs> but obviously various slays gone from from that team. And yeah, their defense is. If you ask someone to name two or three people uh, on on that defense, that you you'd struggle to get past a couple. Um, so yeah, two two against the field there was Dak and uh, and Stafford's. Moving over to receiving now. yardage, who who do you like?
1: Um, yeah, uh, you got Devonte Adams is probably. My favourite in this one. I don't think I'm going to go for Michael Thomas. I won't go Julio. Uh, Adams is pretty much the only pass catcher in Green Bay at 14 to 1. Um, in quite a lot of places, I think he's third favourite, but it's decent odds. Again, I would have preferred each way on them, but we're not getting them. Um, Kenny Galladay obviously linking up with Matthew Stafford 20 to 1. And then one at a bigger shot, you've got Will Fuller for the um, Texans at 80 to 1, which I think is very big odds for him, um, given the fact that he's the only one. Left in that system who knows the system properly, mm. so um, I think yeah the uh, a big odds. I think that's a pretty decent price for Will Fuller. Mm. It's obviously all counting on health for him, which is been his <laughs> issue gonna, all the way through his career.
0: I was going to say I'd rather have eighty twenty and play all sixteen games to be quite honest, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I agree. He can he can he can score eight you know, touchdowns in the blink of an eye? But uh, funny, say so we didn't confer prior to that, but I've I've also got Adam Devontae Adams at fourteens, Kenny Galladay at twenties, and then one of the bigger prices I've got Terry McLaurin. <sighs> yeah. he uh, again. He's the only. He's the only person on really wide receiving buyers that's going to catch the ball. They're not going to get a lot of yardage, but the majority is going to go to him. Um, similar comments apply to AJ Brown, obviously. Um, I don't. I don't like picking bad offenses uh, for these types of things. So uh, yeah, I mean Adams have a day. The reason I haven't picked any Dallas Cowboys is there's too many. There's too many people eating that pie. So um, yeah, not not going to go with uh, with any Dallas Cowboys there. But so yeah, yeah. Gallop hundred to one. Yeah, I, I did. Sure. Yeah, I did. I did see that. And so if one, say if if Cooper or one of them goes down, then it has got better yep. next. But I'm not. I'm not betting on something that I need an injury to happen for it. For, for it to come in. Um, yeah, no. Julio, Julio, and uh, Michael Thomas. I'll, I'll, I'll leave. Um, of the two, of the two favourites, I'll probably go Julio over uh, over Michael Thomas. But um, isn't, there's there's enough net weapons now and by for those teams, especially with Sanders coming in, in the Saints and uh, obviously Kevin Ridley another year in the league uh, as well. And Hayden Hurst, I think, might start in a few things away from, from Julio as well. So uh, yeah, against the Field, Adams, uh, Galladay, and McLaurin. Uh, those the three for me. Uh, so then, the last one left then is the uh, the rushing Russian, the rushing need, obviously. Uh, pipped in the post was Nick Chubb last year by Derek Henry. By uh, not not too too like the last couple of minutes,
1: wasn't it? The seventeenth, uh, yeah, 17th. the final game in the season, they ran him thirty odd times so that he could get that record.
0: Yeah, obviously no surprise to see him uh, him him at the top of the betting, uh, which is coming through your screen now. But what are you what are you like from a Russian perspective? Derek Henry t- to repeat?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Um, he, he will be up there again if he plays for the, the full sixteen. I'm not sure he will. There's there's a pretty strong stat of people with over 300 carries falling off considerably the the next year, and he had about 100. We had about 100 carries in the last three weeks, including the playoffs. Um, so I think he's he's got a lot of tread on them tires, um, which I'm not entirely sure I would be trusting. Um, again, Nick Chubb nine to one. Um, the the Browns are probably going to be more of a run heavy team this year with Stefanski in charge. Um, so I think that's probably not terrible odds at nines. Um, then you're looking at Josh Jacobs, uh, sixteen to one. He he would have been up there last year if he played full sixteen. He only played thirteen, and he was only a couple hundred yards behind. So at the odds, I think that one's fairly decent. And then that, that's probably where I'd leave it. To be honest, there's not a whole lot more um, lower down the odds. To be honest, that interests me. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I certainly agree with Jacobs. Cause I got him as 16s. I have got Todd Gurley at 33s, which would be quite inter- uh, I thought was quite interesting. Again, health, uh, health based. But you know, you think of of yesteryear where Devonta Freeman was was an absolute beast. If if Todd Gurley can stay on the field for 16 games, uh, I don't think he'll be too far away. And I say the uh, the Falcons are a, t- a team that generally get a lot of yardage. Uh, again, like we've mentioned on uh, pre- uh, earlier, usually through the air. But uh, I think that defense it can can do enough to, and they'll be in positive enough game script to to allow Devonta Freeman to, to rack up a few yards. Um, like see, Again, with, with his knee issue, the more carries he gets, the more likely he is to injure. So that's obviously one thing. But then I think that's ref, reflected in the 33-1 to 1 price. Um, you know, this, this guy was someone that was being shouted for, attacked for, for MVP a couple, of, a couple of seasons ago. So um, I thought him at 33 is yes, double the price of Josh, Josh Jacobs. I was, I was quite happy to take that. Other ones to maybe consider, Dalvin Cook. Um, he can rack up a lot of yardage in, in games as well. Uh, I don't like. I don't like Elliott. I don't like Barkley. And McCaffrey's a bit. They're, they're kind of. I know they're workhorses. Um, but because they play, and they get receptions, and they play through the air as well, it kind of takes away from uh, from their rushing. So that's why I, I will avoid those. They're, they're around the the ten to one mark for, for each of those. So um, I, yeah, one thing I did know is it's quite funny. The rushing leader, Lamar Jackson, twenty five to one. I thought it was quite funny. Leader, Jackson, 1, uh, was quite funny. Um, but yeah. Yeah. The, the, I know. I know Lawrence was betting on that
1: um uh... <laughs> yeah he's going to be 500 yards off it there's no way he's getting to 1500
0: yeah no and uh shout shout out to bet victor and Ball sports who have uh, darius guys priced up at 100 to one as well that's uh, well played well played by you yeah.
1: um <laughs> surprise me Bet victor no. they're a terrible company
0: yeah and i think they've, they they've also got um Damien Williams priced up as well, but 50s. I mean, this is off odds checkers. So I don't know if it's been updated on the site and it's just not filtered through, but that's what I'd check saying. So yeah, it's always, it's always good to take a swipe at the bookies. Um, Okay, let me move in. What have we got left? Uh, a couple of awards left then to go, Adam. Uh, MVP, I did an article obviously on the website, 14yards.com where you can find my thoughts uh, on the MVP. Um, Adam, I know you obviously, you do a lot of, uh, you love a bit of anti-post uh, stuff that you write on your on your website. MVP, what, what took your fancy?
1: Um, yeah, one that you um, shot down fairly succinctly <laughs> is Ky- Kyler Murray um, at 25-1. to 1. Um, He's coming into the same kind of stage of his career where Mahomes was when he won it, where Lamar Jackson was when he won it. And um, he, he had a very good second half to the season last year. Again, with nuclear as well, they're going to be putting up yardage through the air. He can run them, so he might be able to get six, seven touchdowns on the ground as well. Um, And if the Cardinals do well, as we said, at decent odds, then he's in with a decent chance of it. Um, Other than him, I've not really got a huge lot um, more. I don't really like that market because it's massively narrative driven. So you're probably better going in halfway through the season is um, generally my my tactic on it. But obviously doing that, you might miss out on a bit of value, but you are also going to see a certain trend. And if you're looking at second half schedules for teams, then... It's probably a decent view of um, finding some decent odds for um, halfway through the season.
0: Mm. Yeah, just to give you an overview of the market. Patrick Mahomes is your 4 to 1 favourite. Lamar Jackson, 7's, two main protagonists. Uh, Russell Wilson, 8 to 1, uh, who's never received, it. So if you read the articles, never actually received a mm. simple MVP vote. And uh, there are some questionable people in there that probably have. But uh, Dak Prescott, 16s. Tom Brady, 18s. Uh, Sean Watson, 25s with Drew Brees. Took Carson Wentz, 30s. Along with Kyle Murray 33s. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and 50s bigger by the rest of those. Um couple of the couple, the couple I went for on, on the on the article I wrote was uh, was Patrick Mahomes. I, I think now he's a, a, a season removed from his MVP season. Uh, obviously, Super Bowl champion as well. Uh, I think that you're more likely to to get it. I think looking at the betting, if you want. Um, I, th- I think with the narrative-driven uh, thing, I think you have to give Tom Brady a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If he gets the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who haven't won, yeah. or seen playoff football uh, for, for God knows how long, probably since I, even before I, um, before I watched the sport, uh, I think if they get him to first place in the NFC South, he's immediately in the conversation. So for, for people maybe that are backing Tampa Bay for the division, might be worth having a look at, t- at Tom Brady. Because don't forget MB- MVP is done on regular season. So, uh, and Tom Brady's obviously won it previously before. Um, so... And he's, yeah, passing wise and stats wise, he's not probably he's not probably been at um, yeah, the, the high standard he's set in previous seasons. So even if he gets near some of those some of those um, some of those numbers that won him former former MVP uh, titles, I'd say he doesn't he doesn't have to surpass them. Generally, what you have to do is surpass if you, if you previously won it, surpass your previous numbers. But I think because Tom Brady's there, I say he's not been in the doldrums. But I mean, he's been under par from those levels for for a number of years now. It doesn't take yeah, much of an increase on, on those to, to be recognized and say with the division stuff on top as well certainly if you're a, if you're a Tampa Bay fan or you're backing them to win the division I think you should uh, have a, look at a couple of nuggets on uh, Tom Brady 18s uh, Drew Brees again he, he's kind of the the Ryan Gig sports personality of the year award type uh, candidate isn't he he's not won it yet and he, if it, everyone everyone says he should win one or he hasn't uh, why hasn't he won one by now he would be would be that kind of uh, vote if you want to go that down that direction. But I so, say yeah, I mean, I mean, Kyler Murray. I, as much as I'd love to give him and, and put a couple of quid on Kyler Murray, it's such a tough division. I think you have to win the division. I think because you've got three other teams there uh, that are so difficult to to um, supplant. I, hmm. I mean, I, I'm not putting anyone off it. I just not not for my money at that price. I, I think maybe. um he's going to be one that I've just missed the boat on and say so if he wins it this year he's just going to be short forever more and I know the same comments apply to Breeze and Brady and NSC South but I think it's a lot easier for those types of players with in their teams that they currently have to do it rather than Kyle Murray over there with the Cardinals so that's just that's just my, uh, my opinion.
1: No, it's fair. Um, yeah, um, looking at second half schedules um, the Chiefs, the Lions and the Chargers have the easiest according to my numbers um, in the second half of the season so if you are uh, kind of trying to pick between things, and that 's probably not a bad way to do it um then you're looking at um unfortunately the cardinals as i 've uh after saying that the cardinals have got a pretty hard second half. the saints have got a really tough second half, the Rams have as well, so anyone um of those who might have been up and around there you, you might it might put me off a little bit um you made a good point with Russell Wilson though. obviously it was very publicly announced that he 's never had an m v p nomination, so I wouldn 't be surprised if people go back um, the other way yeah. and uh, push for him this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just a tough It's a shame they're, they're not there in the NFC West because it's just a really, 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 really tough one uh, Tough one to win. Mm. Okay, we shall see how, obviously, that plays out. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year, anything uh, anything surprise you in, in those markets? Obviously, Offensive Rookie of the Year is probably uh, a match between the two, isn't it? Joe Burrow uh, and Clyde Aberdele, obviously, who's probably got the keys to... Um, to be able to be to be one, generally it goes to a QB, doesn't it? Um But any, what what, what of the two do you, do you like there?
1: Yeah, um like you said, it's got to be Joe Burrow or Clyde, really. Um Joe Burrow, you can get at eleven to four at the moment. Um, Sky bet boosted it slightly. Love it. Absolutely
0: love that price.
1: Um, then you're looking at, um I suppose, other than him, Jonathan Taylor, twelve to one, if he gets in quick enough. For the Colts, which I don't think he will, to be honest, then it's not a bad price. He had 2,000 yards a season in college, so running by the best defensive line against the easiest schedule. He should be there or thereabouts if he gets in early enough. Uh, Antonio Gibson is one whose odds have plummeted after the um, Adrian Peterson news. He was 150-1 to 1 at one point, uh, now into 16s. Um, it's not for me. He had 33 carries in college. That's not... That's not enough for me to be thinking that he's going to be a workhorse in um, the NFL, despite the fact that his tape did look rather good, um, and it, he's a kick returner. And generally, they transfer quite well into the NFL as well. But I, I just can't be having it. Mm.
0: No, and I say I'm, I'm not, I'm not betting, I'm not betting on a offensive rookie of the year whose team's probably projected to win about five games. No, uh, just can't do. It. I mean, I know. You could, well, that puts you could, Burrow you, out as well. Yeah, then. yeah. I was going to say you could argue that 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 kills <laughs> that kills Burrow, but. Um, quarterbacks are treated slightly a bit differently, and they're a bit more, a uh, bit more better light, aren't they? But uh, yeah, and certainly, certainly, Burrow versus Edward Edward considering that Joe Burrow is your 11 to 4 favorite, um, again, if you wanted to, if you, if the bookie allows it, you could just double up, uh, offensive and, and defensive, and um, pick pick do 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 a two by two, and you've immediately you know, got you got your money back on to, get, to go on the defensive. Yeah. Anything on the defensive side you, you like?
1: Um, yeah, Kenneth Murray for the Chargers. You can get Burrow and Kenneth Murray at seventy to one um, for them too, if you fancy that. I think it's probably. I mean, Chase Young's obviously going to get the sack. He's going to be the one that everyone notices. But if you think uh, Murray or Queen Patrick Queen for um, for the Ravens, if you think one of those is going to rack up one hundred and fifty odd tackles like Darius Leonard did the other year, then they are the third and fourth favourites at twelve to one and twenty to one. Um, respectively, um, so I think they're probably decent odds, uh, decent looks at the price.
0: Yeah, the defensive one I just don't get involved with because I say I'm not no. that defensively minded, and yeah, it's just just aims to me at that point. Uh, sorry, Lee, I do apologize. Maybe maybe you should get Leon and, and give him like a 30 second segment for the defensive player of the year. Um, defensive rookies, just 30 seconds, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, because like defense, defense and rookies is it's like kind of his his uh yeah. his mesh is melting pot isn't it but so uh, maybe we'll do that <laughs> next. maybe we'll do that next year maybe we're we'll getting to do it on uh, on social media uh okay then so obviously new season coming up uh next couple of days everyone's going to be uh tweeting the hashtags what odds paddy or request about and all those yeah, you know, all the different buddy yep. all the different bloody hashtags uh you yourself obviously like a request about and we uh we obviously exchange skybet usually uh in the in whatsapp group for, for stuff that we like anything uh catch your eye from any particular bookmakers
1: Yep, um, I went through a few earlier. Paddy Power ones you've got Joe Burrow, four and a half thousand yards, 30 TDs, 20 to one. Um, if he gets one of those, then he'll probably get the, the second one. I don't think it's going to happen to be honest, but the odds are 20 to one for a reason, as I've mentioned. Joe Burrow, Kenneth Murray for offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year, 70 to one, and then um. MVP and Defensive Player of the Year is uh, Dak Prescott. TJ Watt, uh, 175 to one. Uh, TJ Watt's 12 to one for Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's a decent bet. Then he's got the name. And he's on the right team. He gets the sacks, um, and they're on TV all the time because it's the Steelers. So he's a very public name for them. Um, so yeah, they were the Paddy Power ones. Uh, Skybet. I've got a few more convoluted ones, which generally aren't the best thing to do. Um, but there was a couple that that jumped out. We got Jacksonville and Carolina both to finish last. Detroit and Miami both not to finish last is four to one. I think Carolina and Jacksonville are pretty much bang on there, and I think the Jets will finish last in the East. And obviously, I've mentioned my love of Detroit this year. Um, regular season wins: Browns and Colts nine plus, Cowboys ten plus, Bears under seven and a half is twelve to one. Give you a little time to ruminate yeah, about yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then one that's even longer and more difficult to find <laughs> out. Uh, Bills first in the AFC East. Steelers second in the AFC North. Cowboys first in the NFC East. Bears fourth in the NFC North. Rams fourth in the NFC West. Hundred to one. Um, so again, probably not the most sensible bets to be putting on. But I, that's the way I've got those divisions. So I've yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of, I've kind of got to look at that hundred to one. Um, and I've not got through William Hill once. Oh, actually, no. I'm telling tell a lie. I did get through <laughs> William Hill once. I just put them in after I'd printed out my stuff. Um, Bengals to have more wins than the Giants, eleven to eight. Lions to have more wins than the Bears, thirteen to eight. And uh, one that I've called New York pity. Um, Giants and Jets under seven and a half wins each. One uh, that's five to six. And to be honest, if I'm going to put on a decent amount of money, that's the one I'll be going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, under
0: is that under seven and a half. Do you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you get the seven. Yeah, I I can't see those teams getting to five hundred uh giants no. maybe, but yeah, they like they say they've got a tough tough schedule haven't they so yeah no i like those uh, and i say i say Twitter's and and it's going to be full of people doing request bets and um i think i think you could you could spend you could have an hour podcast on on all the different request bets and that's just on yeah. skybet skybet Um would you say Skybet's the best place to go for request bets or uh,
1: it's, um... it's the one i go to it's just it's, it's better laid out than the rest of them and i just find it easier to scan through those than i do on paddy power and william hill mm. Yeah, that's fair enough.
0: Okay, so that's the request about it's done then. Uh, any anything say, anyone out there that likes anything in particular, either put it in the uh, in the YouTube comments or put, give us on on Twitter, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down, whether we like those or not as well. But the uh, only thing left to do then, Adam, is to take a look at Week One: Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans. So, uh, Adam, was to give us give us the the, the rundown of the, of the prices uh, for for opening kickoff.
1: Yep, Um, week one this week, obviously Thursday night, looking forward to it very much. I'm off Friday as well, which is nice. Um, Texans versus the Chiefs, it's a nine or nine and a half point spread, depending on where you look. Uh, That's come down a touch. It was 10 earlier in the week, so people are backing the Texans for some reason. Uh, Over under is 54 points. Um, I had a quick look at the previous week ones, um, and the champions have covered five of the last six spreads. The only loss in that time was the Chiefs. Beating, um smashing the, the Patriots in that opener where Kareem went off. Um, so realistically, you're probably looking at the Texans and obviously this is a repeat of the 80-odd point game that they had in the playoffs last year where Texans got out to 24-0 lead and still trailed at halftime, um, <laughs> which was which was remarkable. Um, so really, I, I mean, I can't see anything other than the Chiefs winning it. the um, the, the total has gone over in quite a few of those week one games as well and you've got to imagine there's going to be 50 odd points in this one mm. um, so yeah I I'm, can't say I'm looking at anyone in particular at the moment because obviously the odds for that kind of thing isn't, aren't out yet mm. but you've got to um, you've got to think the Chiefs are going to keep on rolling. Uh, Andy Reid in week ones has got a remarkable history, he's um, he, he beasts uh, coming off a of bye week Andy and then Reed obviously
0: Andy Reid off season <laughs>
1: Then yeah, exactly. Giving him an entire summer to uh, to get ready for a game is is unfair, really. So in the last 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 five years, in week one, two, and three, they've won thirteen out of those fifteen games. Covered the spread in twelve of them, and week one they've only failed to cover once in the last five years um so i think frankly you've got to got to be looking at the chiefs covering again even though it is nearly double digits and i don't particularly like that
0: mm, no I'm, I'm not a big fan i say if you give me 10 i'll take the texans at 10 because i think sean watson um and we'll get we'll get to it in in our weekly podcast uh, on, on the saturdays um yeah i think a lot there's going to be a lot of uh it's going to take a few a few weeks for teams to, to get up and running. So a couple of questions I have for you, and we'll probably cover this in a bit more detail on on Saturday. But do you do you think that you'll find yourself staking a bit less, or do you think you'll you be uh, leaning towards a certain ethos in in the first couple of weeks of teams of uh, you know? Would you go talent over over team to begin with? Because obviously teams haven't had much- um,
1: yeah yeah first few weeks. I definitely think that we should be um, going smaller stakes um, especially on spreads and things like that I think props is probably a decent way to go because you can generally get a good lean on who's going to do well or who's going to get the ball and if you're doing as much kind of twitter surfing as I do you get a, a lot of information from beat reporters that the bookies might not have noticed people like Brian Edwards for the Raiders um, I think the books will probably be unaware that he's going to be the two there and the X receiver I think he's going to be he should have a fairly big game and he's playing against the Panthers who have um an entirely new defence. So the Raiders really should do quite well in that first game. But overall, I do think that you wanna go smaller stakes for the first excuse me. First <laughs> week or two. <laughs> um first week or two. And um I think ideally you wanna aim for home teams. The road teams are gonna be Um, It's a completely new travel circumstance for everyone and you never know, some of them could be worried and paranoid about the whole travel thing. They're going to be staying probably in empty hotels, in empty cities and just trying to adapt to that. I think that's going to be something that's going to hurt them. But then on the other side, you've got home teams without any fans. Uh, They're going to have pumped in crowd noise, uh, which I believe is going to vary through the game. Uh, There's been differing reports. Um, But even then, it's not going to be equivalent to what it would be normally so i think from a three-point stand a three-point home field which is the general i think you're probably looking at two points this year um obviously some teams will be more affected some teams will be less affected um depending what they were last year but yes uh, to answer your question from the start probably smaller stakes um at the start of the season um but i do feel that if you get a hang of it then you're probably going to be able to make some decent money if you can get in there before the books are just.
0: Yeah. And no, I think, um, as the lawnmower goes past my house, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I do think it'd be interesting to see how bookies, how scared bookies get when when money starts to come in on, on these, on these things. I know that generally they'll take a lead from, from the Vegas, uh, the Vegas lines and all that kind of stuff as well. And they've got their obviously got access to all the information. So it would be interesting to see whether or not they've unscared a little bit, but, uh, yeah, again, you know, both of both the bookie and the punter are going into the unknown a little bit this season, uh, from the fan from fan perspective and, and home field advantage that kind of stuff as well. So I, I hope it doesn't affect it too much, but uh, yeah, bookies don't don't like don't obviously need a reason to to pull, either put a market or just do do something or let max you like allow your max bet to be a fiver so uh but yeah. we, you shall see um okay cool we'll say so we will cover that uh that week one game when when it's finished on on saturday's podcast and we'll give you all the sunday goodness and we'll maybe talk a, bit, a little bit more about uh you yeah, know home field advantages and, and early uh early edges you can maybe get for the first couple of weeks as well so uh but in the meantime. Uh, that's probably going to wrap it up for the podcast. So don't forget to get involved, uh, get inv- involved with the conversation at 14 Yards on Twitter at Touchdown Tips, obviously, for Adam. And uh, so if you haven't done already, go and check out all these season previews. I know he's worked uh, quite hard on those. And same, don't forget to go and uh, give that a purchase on Amazon or PDF version as well. Uh, you can get that straight to your, to your inbox if you if you purchase that on the website, 410yards.com uh, forward slash shop. That's been uh, that's been a good what half hour forty five minutes of, of betting goodness there on the anti post markets. Hope you enjoyed it. And say we'll be here uh, every Saturday night or every Sunday morning uh, with, with the weekly outlook and obviously a look back on our, our previous betting as well because you need to be uh, you need to be fully transparent on on these things where you can't uh, it winds me up and all these people just tweet out saying oh I've got this winner I've got that winner but they don't, mm-hmm. don't, they don't tell us what the losers are as well. So we'll do our best to keep a, a running track of that and as I say we'll keep the track of that on the website. And I know. We've got some spreadsheets out to, to record our bets. Well, we, we will give you uh, one or two best bets for, for the whole weekend, but we will go through uh, most of the games and see what we like, we'll see what we don't like, and uh, try and point you in the right direction to, to win you some cash. But we'll, we'll, might as well wrap it up from here. Uh, so, yeah, we will see you uh, probably less than, what, six days? What day is it today? Sunday. <laughs> we'll see you in, what, six days' time uh, with all yeah. the my goodness as well. Adam, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Uh, we'll speak to you again in a couple of days, no doubt. Uh, in the meantime, in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye bye for now, a bye bye.